Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of InfoBlips. My name is John Hangs, and I am the host of this podcast. I thank each and every one of you for taking the time out of your day to listen and support this podcast. Today's date is... April 10th, 2020. InfoBlips is distributed across every place you get your podcasts from. Depending on the platform you're on, if you would please like, subscribe, or if you're on Anchor FM, please press the message button that will allow you to leave a voicemail. And with your permission, I will play it back to my next podcast. You may also email me at infoblips at activist.com. That's infoblips, the at sign, activist.com. If you are new to listening to this program, welcome and thank you. Okay, as I said, the last couple of days, we have a lot to cover. Um, I can't put everything into the podcast. It would make it way too long. I'm trying to keep it within about eh, between 10 and 15 minutes long, so that way it doesn't have you taking a lot of time out of your day in order to get your information. With that said, let's get started. Urgently needed people who know a half a century year old computer language called COBOL. COBOL, which stands for Common Business Oriented Language. Now, this is a programming language that was developed back in 1959 that these state governments are running on to process unemployment claims. So what states, you might ask, uh, right now, Um, You're looking at Kansas, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, Mississippi, Oklahoma. And the majority of those states claim that they were in the process of changing from cobalt to a new type of programming. The following is commentary. Really? Okay, so I did say, I don't know, five or six episodes ago that this, this crisis is going to expose the corruption it is going to also expose the weakness in this corrupt corporate society that is governing the united states of america i mean think about it people who live in those states you guys pay taxes your taxes are supposed to go to keeping up the structure or the infrastructure a programming system that is over 40 to 50 years old should not be being used i mean we're in the process of of installing 5g which i don't agree with by the way but we're installing 5g okay around the world and in 5g everything this the internet of things everything is supposed to be online a matrix of everything is supposed to make it so much easier however the states that are processing the unemployment payments are running on a 50 year old program And by the way, COBOL runs on a mainframe system. Not a good look, United States. And as I said before, the world is watching the demise of a great nation due to an inept person running our government. In commentary, let's move on. In a related story, more than 16 million Americans lost their job in the past three weeks. And there's a growing concern amongst many economists that the government's efforts were too small and came far too late to prevent businesses from abandoning their workers, which they have already started doing. Okay, this is commentary. There are some really, really good 
firms, really good corporations out there that are not part of the corrupt corporate system. And they're paying their employees and they're doing the best that they can at this time to continue having them work, even though they're having them work from home or they're furloughing them, they're still paying them and paying their healthcare insurance. So that in the event one of them or their family members get sick, they're able to actually go to the doctor. Then there are the corrupt corporate capitalists. These corporations furloughed or laid off their employees are not paying their health care and have literally abandoned them. Now I am told if you're furloughed that you still keep your health care. I spoke to a young lady yesterday whose husband is furloughed, and she said, yes, I have my health care. However, if I get sick, I can't afford to go to the hospital and pay the copay. So what good is it? If you're a citizen of the United States of America, you have to understand that we're being taken advantage of. And later on, I'm going to amplify the disparity of the corporate corrupt capitalist system that is governing the United States. Okay, moving right along. So the Trump administration appears to be following the mantra, never let a good crisis go to waste. See, the Trump administration uh, refuses to relax the economic stresses amid the destabilizing effect of the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic on Venezuela and Iran. As a matter of fact, the uh, Iranian president, Hassan Rouhani, has pleaded directly to the American people, in case you heard it or didn't, uh, to ask the U.S. President Donald Trump to ease sanctions during this pandemic, which will allow them to buy, obtain some supplies that they need to take care of their people. Currently, someone dies every 10 minutes from COVID-19, according to the Iranian Health Ministry. The Trump administration hopes that keeping on these restraints would splinter enemy regimes. My condolences go out to the Iranian people who have lost loved ones or friends during this pandemic. So I'm moving along. Um, I had a conversation with my executive director a little while ago, a couple of episodes ago, when he was critiquing one of my episodes. And he said, the world is watching. The world is listening to you. And honestly, I didn't take him literally. I thought he was just trying to get me to, you know, do better. And then I got an email from someone who's listening in Paris and someone who's listening in Spain who told a person in Australia about it who are listening. In one of the communications I thought was interesting, I was told that one situation that Yanks always do is that they forget about the rest of the world and they believe that the world consists only of the United States of America. So with that said, I'm hopping the pond, y'all. I'm hopping the pond. Europe calls for a single app to track coronavirus patients. In Brussels, the EU representatives are hoping to use the European sense of identity to pull together a coordinated plan across 27 member states, particularly when it comes to reporting symptoms and tracking the movements of coronavirus patients. Now it appears that Seven Nations has produced smartphone apps uh, for their citizens to download and provide vital information. However, the EU representatives uh, want there to be one app that everybody can use. It's interesting because in uh, the publication that I read this from, uh, the register, they said, meanwhile, America pretends it isn't trying to do the same thing. And their reporting on it goes like this. 
Meanwhile, in the U.S., the federal government is currently pretending that it isn't trying to do exactly the same thing. The evidence shows that is exactly what the United States is doing. Okay, this is commentary. Yeah, no, Donald Trump is very good at that. In other news, um, OPEC and other countries, including Russia, uh, reached a tentative agreement to temporarily cut oil production. Now, the U.S. and Europe markets are closed today because it's Good Friday and they have not had an opportunity to respond to that information. In other news, the Wells Tavern in London was shut down last month during the coronavirus pandemic. Now, these pubs have stayed open through two world wars. However, they were shut down last month. I'm pretty sure that your patrons are waiting for you to open. And perhaps when you do, I can come over the pond and have a pint with you. And moving right along, the risk to America's food workers and food consumers have been called into question. As we reported yesterday, um, some meatpacking plants and processing plants have been actually closing down. Uh, some companies have been offering financial incentives to keep their workers on the job. However, the spread of the illness within those plants has caused some of them, as we reported yesterday, to close. The New York Times reported a man said the guy at the plant said that my mom had to work to feed America, but my mom was sick. The man's mother worked at a poultry plant in Georgia. Unfortunately, she succumbed to COVID-19 on Thursday. Now, there has been no evidence that the virus is transmitted through food. However, health experts have advised wiping down packages uh, because the virus can last on that surface for a couple of days. This is commentary. Um, I went out today to, uh, we wanted to get some fish. However, um, I wore, of course, my PPEs. And I'm telling you, the people who did not have on PPEs concerned me. And that include little babies in the stores. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have my child in the store right now. And there is a process to go through once you bring those uh, packages home, which includes spraying and wiping them down with an antibacterial. Hey, some people might think it's overkill, but better safe than sorry. Uh, in a related story, the number of new patients hospitalized with the virus in New York State is shrinking, but the daily death toll is for Thursday is near 800 for the second day in a row. That brings their mortality rate of COVID-19 to more than 7,000. And moving along, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe Biden, oh, excuse me, Joe Biden, uh, the former vice president, announced proposals to lower the eligibility age of for Medicare to 60 and to expand student debt forgiveness programs. This is an attempt to appeal to the progressive part of the Democratic Party. Now, this is commentary. Joe Biden has to do a lot more than that. If this pandemic has taught us anything, it is that it is necessary for every American citizen to have health care. And I don't care what you call it. I don't care how you do it. But everybody else in the world does it. And we are not doing it. We pay a lot of taxes here. And there's no excuse of why every citizen could not be covered with health care. Moving right along, um, I reported that Wisconsin was attempting to expand its voter by mail program 
thousands of absentee ballots went undelivered or nullified. Now this was after the Supreme Court said that they could not vote by mail and would not allow them to vote by mail. Now this is commentary. Um, I, I really have to look uh, look it up and ask several people that I know, but I believe that's unconstitutional. We are in the middle of a pandemic, a situation in a crisis that has never been occurred before in modern times. Yet the Supreme Court ordered the voters of Wisconsin to risk their lives and go to the polls and vote. This is an extremely sad state of affairs. And moving right along to other topics, a federal loan program that promises emergency relief to small businesses affected by COVID-19 has reported to be running out of money. The program was supposed to offer up to $2 million per approved applicant. However, applicants are reporting that they are being told that the amount of the loans are being capped at $15,000 per borrower. This is commentary. Um, how will we know? We don't know what's happening. I don't know how, where the money went. We have no idea how much they doled out. We don't know. You know why we don't know? Because Donald Trump fired the overseer. The person that was appointed to oversee the distribution of funds of that program was terminated by Donald Trump. Why? Because Donald Trump does not like overseers. This really smells rotten. And the thing that concerns me is this is taxpayer money. Your money and my money, that's what this is. And the Trump administration will have full authority to spend it any way they want. Does not have to go to what it was appointed for. That happens. Goes to whatever they decide it goes to. With no oversight at all. None. I'm telling you this is starting to sound like an authoritarian regime. So I said earlier in the podcast that I would give um, information regarding the unequal distribution of gains in the United States. Now, the U.S. economy has almost doubled in over the past decades. And I'm going to read something that will actually show you how unequal the distribution of gains has been. So a country's GDP measures a country's total output. In the United States, the GDP has risen 79% since 1980 after adjusting for inflation and population growth. Now, over the same 40 years, the after-tax income of the bottom half of earners has risen only 20%. Over the same 40 years, the after-tax income of earners near the middle has badly trailed the GDP, rising only 50%. However, for the top 1%, the story is completely different. Their after-tax income has risen much faster than the GDP, up to 420% since 1980. Hey, I guess though it's true, he who makes the money makes and interprets the rules. Hey, that's it. That's all you guys for me. Um, I hope my friends are experiencing a wonderful Passover. And I pray that my Christian friends are enjoying a wonderful resurrection weekend. So with that said, hey, be safe, everybody. Stay healthy. Um, that's it. That's all for me. As I always say, go out and make it a great life. Love you. See y'all later.